0: You are listening to Two Heels and a Face Wrestling Podcast. A podcast where we believe wrestling is a buffet and there's something there for everyone. Make sure you're following us on all social media such as Twitter, Instagram, Facebook under Two Heels and a Face. That's number two, Heels and a Face. Make sure you check out our website, twoheelsandaface.com.
1: Era, era, two heels and a face. <laughs>
2: Thanks for listening to this episode of Tuesdays Interface Face Wrestling Podcast. On today's episode, Chris, great job with the uh, new stuff you just put into that intro. That was that was really cool. Hats off to you, man. Congrats on doing that. We,
0: we got to keep, uh, you know, improving as the years go on. can can, can, can be stale, you know? Now that <laughs> we have this video thing going, we got an intro. We're, we're, I see we're making a, progress.
2: I see us improving in some areas, and then I look back at kind of like our, our – our past audiograms was like, oh, those are kind of a little bit cooler than we're doing now. But I think we just work with what works at the time. In some cases, you know, we get the stories out there. It's not always the cleanest, but I appreciate you putting in the you the details. You're very, you know, you 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 look at those, you monitor those. I'm a little bit a ru- little bit rougher. Let's just get the content out. People will listen to it, et cetera, et cetera. Um I'm glad that we're sitting down though. It's been it's been a uh, minute. We're pushing our bi-weekly cadence a little bit, and we have a guest today. We're gonna to do a buffet line. He is uh, someone you're probably familiar with, not necessarily a wrestler, but someone that helps out in the area um, a lot. Um, a long overdue guest,
0: as we stated earlier today.
2: Yeah, Chris, but first, we, before we do, we bring in our guest. Anything new on your end? I know you're just going through a lot of stuff uh, around the house and, and things like that, but anything new?
0: Yeah, home renovations still, you know, once I thought you were done, uh what's that quote from um <laughs> Piper? Like, once you know the question, he's here to change the answer or something like that.
2: Sure. I thought you were gonna quote no, the godfather. <laughs> <laughs> what once you think you're out, they pull you back in. But I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> sure.
0: Hey, yeah, that whatever. Uh home renovation is still happening. Once I thought I was done, there's more curveballs in our, you know, that, that got thrown our way. But uh, we're almost there. We're almost there. We're seeing the finish line. And um, you know, outside of that, things are good and you know, that's why you got to kind of keep a beer on hand. And it's, it, it always, you know, it just keeps you going. So at Cheers. least for me.
2: Cheers. So I love- got a Modelo. I have a Corona light. I didn't, I didn't buy this. I just found it in my fridge and those are always just delightful beers to ha- to find. Um, our guest today, Chris, do you want to introduce our guest?
0: Yes. Our guest long overdue guest. Uh, it's none other than the only one, the voice of of, I would say the, I mean, we have Curvy the voice and I know Kirby, you yes. know, he's our friend and, and it's been a guest on, but I think Jimmy D has a very unique voice Absolutely. and great storyteller. You know, he conveys whatever's going on in the ring. I could be blindfolded and know what's going on when he's in the commentator table. And also when, you know, when he's announcing wrestlers, like very, uh, his voice is very unique and projects well and I think he has a whole lot of knowledge for the Chicago indie scene. So uh let me bring him right in. He's been right. sitting in the green room for a while. So welcome to two heels in
1: a face, Jimmy D. Hey Chris and Charlie. So appreciate you having me on. Do enjoy the show and I got to yes, yeah, send some love out to one Kirby Alexander. I mm-hmm. um I have never, you know, there's I have had sometimes you'll you'll see online, hey, who's the best at this? And you see, you know, Kirby's name pop up, uh, pop up quite a bit, and that, uh, of course, he yeah deserves any any good thing that he gets. He and I, uh, very different uh, presentation. I, what I love about uh, you know you know somebody that's a little more, uh, straightforward, maybe, uh, not can, not comparing to myself to Howard Finkel, but just somebody who's a little more, um, not, uh, very, very little sizzle to go, uh, going on, uh, with the sake, whereas Kirby's going to give you that, you know, he's going to have the, the flashy outfit. He's going to, um, uh, introduce Gringo Loco, you know, uh, very, very memorably. And well, <laughs> yes. so, yeah, the, we're, um, I, I, I will, re, will always refuse to say one's better than the other. Cause I mean, I absolutely love the guy and uh, I like to consider us good friends and, um, but uh, yeah, he and I very, uh, very different presentations and uh, get, uh, if you like, if you like variety in your, in your, um, in, in those who are either delivering the announcements or delivering uh, the information and um, getting the, describing the action that's happening in the ring. Yeah. You uh, lo- love it. that. um Personalities that that the Chicago independent uh, wrestling scene is um, open to all kinds of different presentations.
2: Definitely, oh, you're on the wrestling buffet line, and yeah. that's just you. Just gave an example of Signing different up. styles. You know, you, you and Kirby are both very, very good at what you do. You you do many different things. Do you have a, a nickname? Uh, like you know, like I said, we're not going to dub anyone the voice. He uses Kirby the voice, and I right. Think he, you can back that up with those vocals. How about do you? It? Do you ha- is there any nickname you use or anything like that, or not?
1: Sure. Uh, I now, mean, besides
2: shortening your last name, right? Jimmy yeah, exactly. It's kind exactly. of a nickname.
1: Yeah. Anytime I introduce myself on commentary, I'll it'll just be Jimmy D, and I okay. would, and I should be really driving home the, the sweet Jimmy D. And one okay. time, now this was here's a quick funny story. We're talking AAW days back when Ricochet was uh, an AAW. Yeah, regular, and uh, mm-hmm. referee P.J. Drummond um, uh, yells at me, hey, Jimmy D, like, how, how much time left in this match? And, uh, and Ricochet looks at P.J., wait, what's, what's his name? Oh, his name, his name is Sweet Jimmy Diamond. He put, and PJ he said, <laughs> well, diamond. like, I should be pushing that. And then I just, for whatever reason, just never did. I just stuck with uh, Jimmy D and I, um I, uh, that's an homage to an old Little League coach back when I was like nine, 10 years old. He uh, was you know, my third base coach and I'm up to hit and I wasn't, you know, I wasn't very good very good player but he uh, and my uh a very close friend of mine was was on another team and was catching and my uh the third base coach come on jimmy d come on jimmy d and the catcher my good friend ha ha jimmy d and then it just stuck and like so for the rest um you know since age 10 uh, jimmy d has just stuck and then the um part which i I don't know if it's like a humble thing. Like, yeah, hey, maybe I don't need any extra flash. It's the wrestlers who are the show. I don't need to be putting all this extra pizzazz on uh, on me. But um, there was a Saturday Night Live sketch. We're talking like early '90s. Okay. And it was Sweet Jimmy, the nicest pimp in the world and i'm in <laughs> middle school and this one's and i couldn't even tell you i don't remember who the guest host was i don't okay. remember who, who played the character sweet jimmy the nicest pimp in the world but it was kind of like a hey ladies make sure you're using condoms out there he was that this you know he's a, yeah. he's a, he's a friendly pimp but um and <laughs> this, this sketch airs it was probably one of those eleven fifty nine p.m sketches you know so i uh and so i come to middle school the following monday and i got my uh good friends sweet jimmy the nicest pimp in the world I'm like oh well that's i, I like the sound of that. <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny I man but if you're 13 14 years old yeah i want to be called a pimp so um but yeah this sweet part i if you but to circle back to your original question yes uh, yeah. hey do you have a um a, like a, a moniker uh a, a, you know a, l- a little little add-on to your name it would be sweet jimmy D that's great. Um, and just so people
2: who don't know you, in-ring um, in, in ring announcing, yeah. uh, commentating, yeah. so I've seen you at, I can name, think of three off the top of my head. I believe AAW, Freelance Underground, Zello, I want to say. That's correct. Any, anything else that you have done or dabbled in that we should know about to kind of give context of like, you know, who you are, et cetera
1: sure sure yeah uh, yeah nothing that is current um, okay. I, uh, I was a regular ring announcer for uh, the Rise promotion which I'm oh, very, right. very, very proud to be a part of um, I did one I, I remember I did one show uh, for Shimmer why well, I did one shot for Shimmer and which I'm the reason I'm bringing that up because anytime there would be like an AAW Shimmer weekend I would always be asked hey you sticking around for are you doing the Shimmer shows and the answer is always nah sorry they, they got somebody else uh, got somebody else to do the ring announcements and then um there toward the end uh dave uh prazak he uh finally a- asked me to do it so i was able to get uh i was yeah. able to get one taping in uh for shimmer and then there there are a lot of old <clears throat> excuse me older promotions that um you know have that have come and gone that i've uh you know, been a part of uh, like the Wicked Wrestling Alliance out of LaSalle I was a regular ring announcer and um, play-by-play commentary for. And the first promotion I ever worked for was a promotion called Mid State Pro out of uh, Bloomington, <laughs> Illinois. Now we're talking. Oh, uh, nice. We're talking the end of 2002 and the start of 2003. And they they only did two shows. They were run by a very good friend of mine named Josh Granning. And um, I think. Uh, 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 did he get yeah he had reckless youth on one of the one of the shows to give you an Mm -hmm. idea of i mean he was bringing in some uh halfway decent uh names halfway decent talent and uh, we're talking like one of the phoenix twins first show one of tony reken's first shows uh one of jay bradley's first shows was this this mid-state pro down in uh down in Bloomington, Illinois. And I did, uh, Terry Hopper did the ring announcements for, for those shows. I'm purposely mentioning him because he, he's uh, somebody who I miss. And I think Terry's an absolutely wonderful person, but uh, yeah, I did commentary with uh, Billy Wack on, um, on those shows. So we, um, uh, it was, uh, but that that's how I got it all started. And that was just simply being a good friend of uh, Josh Granning's and him asking, hey, do you want to do, you're you're going to school for radio. You like wrestling. Do you want to, do you want to go to, do you want to do commentary for these shows? Of course.
2: That's great. Um, so the... we,
0: before we go any further yeah, though, yeah, Chris. Uh, <clears throat> let me just quickly introduce and, <clears throat> and, and let everyone know that this is a, a Wrestling Buffet Line episode. And for those who are not familiar with that uh, layout is we're taking Jimmy D through the salad bar, which is getting to know him and asking him some quick questions to get a little bit comfortable, as if you would do at a, you know actual buffet line. Then we'll move into what we call the hot plate, where it's more heavier, denser questions, maybe some intel and getting to know him even you know, uh, better and further into his experiences and things like that. And then we'll uh, finish off with the dessert. Right. Uh the dessert is just uh kind of guilty pleasures. And we'll also finish off with a round of um word association and we'll get to those roles once we get there. But I just wanted to kind of introduce the wrestling buffet line to anybody that was not uh familiar with that because it seems like we're we're just we we, we just started and, and and you know Jimmy D has all this, you know, like great stories, and I just don't want to us not introduce the the wrestling buffet line but sorry to interrupt that let's keep it going no no
2: thank you for the the, the context yeah jimmy so when we started before we started recording jimmy d just took off running with (laughs) this. he just didn't break like like literally like two minutes without taking a breath (laughs) um and so and then i was i was asking i was like jimmy like jimmy did you is that how you normally talk or do you have to turn that on he's like no i had to turn it on so uh, that kind of leads me to think of like when you started doing this, or when you kind of like. I want to kind of know. Once again, I want to preface that not every person we have on here is the "how did you get started" t- um, at question, because if we have a wrestler on, that can get very redundant if that wrestler sure. has done several podcasts. But Jim, I think this is a unique case because I think I think Jimmy. I don't think a ton of and this is not a knock at you. I don't think a ton of people are asking you on we yeah, want we know you and you're a personal friend of ours so we wanted to have you on but i want to know the the origin of like obviously you have this voice um and you have i think you have a natural talent but how did you get kind of started in doing this or being involved
1: sure yeah the uh the mid in the mid state pro story that still applies yeah and after what's that charlie no go for it Oh, yeah. So the Mid-State Pro uh, story that uh, was told earlier, that still applies. But then after those shows were done, there was a there was a break, and not until about 2004 or so, it got to where um, – at the time zero uh, became Roughneck J Ryan. Um, if you're familiar with uh, familiar with that name, uh, best uh, went to high school with the guy, one of my closest friends, um, and um, you know, best man of my wedding. And okay. he any time, he went and got trained. He was in a tag team with the Void Effect with A Vision, and then he came, went on to do a very Stan Hansen ish uh, Roughneck J Ryan. Um, but uh, when he was in a promotion where he would catch wind that the promoter was unhappy with either the ring announcer or the play-by-play commentary or the color commentary Josh would real name Josh would say hey I know a guy if you want to try him out. And that is how um this is how the my time with the Wicked Wrestling Alliance in LaSalle uh got going. And then and eventually my time uh with AAW. October 1, 20, 2005 was my first AAW show, and it was oh, um wow. just a matter of uh Danny had, uh, Josh had overheard Danny say he wanted something uh, a little bit better in the, um, in the ring announcing, uh, area and Josh threw, Hey, I know a guy. Do you want to try him out? Sure. We'll try him out. And it it just stuck. I must've done something right. I was uh, (laughs) Lou Gehrig to, uh, to, to the previous gentleman's Wally post.
2: Did you that even that that mid the the mid state or whatever? First of all, shout out Bloomington, Illinois. I went to I went to college in normal. Yeah, uh, me too.
1: Redbirds. Oh, did you did you? Yeah, that's where I went to school. WZ yeah.
2: I love it. That's great. Uh, but like even starting there though, was that like I just like wrestling and I want to be involved in somehow kind of story? Or was it like you do you have a radio background, etc.? And then mm-hmm. you're like, I want to use this skill somewhere.
1: Yeah, oh, that's a great. Yeah, no, it did kind of just work out. I was just asked. I mean, I was uh, you know a um very involved in the student radio station at ISU, the WZNDZ one hundred six. I love it. I was was um, involved. There was a uh, a underground wrestling group that did not claim to be a professional wrestling group at all, but did put on shows at bars that I was, <clears throat> excuse me, involved in. In my freshman year, uh, we went to. In the basement of Waterson Towers, went to uh, one of their events. I love and, um, very much had, had a good time doing it and approached the people uh, running the place. And uh, hey, we're a couple of guys who are lifelong wrestling fans, and we think we'd be a good addition to, uh, to what you're presenting here. And uh, several months went by and Eventually, we got a tryout match, and they must have liked what they saw. So we uh, stuck around. It was—I mean, you could call it backyard wrestling, and we like to think it was a step above, since you know. Eventually, we were like wrestling at uh, uh, in a very homemade ring, but like in the middle of the Lizards Lounge, uh, like a popular bar in the area at the time, which I don't think is uh, is standing anymore, or or, like or the Aquarium. I'm just going to keep naming um, early (laughs) late '90s, early '2000s. Uh, watering holes in the Bloomington Normal area that, uh, that this group performed in. But, um, that, that's how I got to know, uh, that's how I met, uh, Josh Granning, who, uh, um, okay. went on to uh, promote those two Mid State Pro, uh, shows. So, I mean, there was very much an interest in, um, in, you know, my pro me, I've been a pro wrestling fan since I was six years old, but, um, yeah, that's, but I, that's how I got in with, uh, with Josh, you know, and I was, you know, doing the wrestling thing. I'm going to put wrestling in quotes because my, the extent of my wrestling training was uh, a four hour training camp with reckless youth. That's the only, um, this was like in 2003. So I'll put me wrestling. I'm going to put in quotes, but, um, Mm -hmm. you could say like well well you ring announcing and commentary is quotes because your only background is uh going to school for radio that's really your only um and that was that was just at the student station and you know I went to uh I, the local am station I had a, sure. about a year there after that until um until I let go when so- I was let go when somebody was willing to uh with with 10 with 10 more years experience than me was willing to work for less money like well i guess i'm out of here then so, <laughs> i can't fault the station for wanting that person over me if uh if he's got 10 years experience on me and is willing to work for less pay okay that's, it's
2: it's so crazy that that's you mentioned the the basement of watterson tower and yeah. i live there that's oh, very, yeah. very ironic <laughs> um that's really cool um, and, and interesting. Interesting origin story for sure. The ring announcing and the commentating. What uh, What do you and en- what do you enjoy about it? What are some things like you enjoy about it? And what are some like things you think of when you're like, okay, like I know a huge goal is to get talent over. Is awesome. that something you think about all the time? Is that
1: something you enjoy as well? Yeah, I, I most uh, definitely do. I do. I mean, just um. Uh, re- I don't want to say repeating, but doing, you know, growing up, you know, the, the Howard Finkels of the world, the Jesse Ventura and Gorilla Monsoon pairings, you know, that was very much part of the enjoyment for me uh, for, for those shows. And, um, or or you're like watching, I was very much a WWF uh, kid growing up and, um, you know, the, the commentary, you know, my brothers and I, we would cackle from, uh, you know, just from, Jesse, the bodies, uh, you know, one liners back at, back at Gorilla Monsoon or all the, uh, you know, the, endless catchphrases that, that, well, we didn't know them as catchphrases at the time, but you know, all the gorilla isms that would, that would come out, you know, that was half the show uh, for me was, um, were were those personalities. And I, and when I, you know, growing up, like, ah, they, I don't want to, A, I don't want to spend thousands upon thousands to get trained. I don't want to be traveling every weekend. I was very, you know, I knew like, I want to be a home family person um and i don't want to risk you know getting hurt and you know and at the time you know late 90s early 2000s it was i'm only five foot eight i'm well under 200 pounds i i can't be a wrestler uh, how how can i contribute to this yeah. um, to this thing that i love uh how, how can i contribute to what has you know enthralled me uh, you know since i was six years old that i've been you know, very very into uh well let's uh, let's see when i got the opportunity from uh, you know from josh uh, Granning and then later uh j ryan with a hey, do you want to do this? Sure. Yeah. Now I wasn't seeking it out. I wasn't like, Oh man, Hey, oh the, the, uh, the independent wrestling, um, outfit is coming to town. I'm going to show up to their show and try to convince them to let me on. That was not the case. I was not out like getting my name out there, sending out tapes, that sort of thing. I uh, <laughs> I, I never did anything like that. It was all a matter of, Oh, you, um, uh, you know, uh, somebody, Jim knows somebody and I'm, Getting an opportunity that way, so in a sense, I'm very much, uh, very much lucked out in getting the opportunities that I got. Sure. Those
2: people that you mentioned, Gorilla Jesse, yeah, were those uh, specifically for what you do? How you contribute to promotions? Would the would those be some of your influences? Or is anyone you model yourself after, or is it the Fink, or is it someone like uh, someone
1: different? Yeah, I mean, as far as just being uh, with ring announcing, just being straightforward. Let's let's get. Uh, I mean. Uh, uh, in say the person's name that makes that person sound way more important than the, than they are, even if they are like off the charts, important, um, you know, say it that way. Hey, this person is Hey, everybody in this audience, you need to pay attention to these two people or these four people who are about to perform for you. And yeah. I say mean their name to get with the intention of, Hey, these people matter. You need to pay attention to what they're about to do. And so that's mm-hmm. um, a yeah. big part. Uh, yeah, yeah the and it's part of the presentation you know if i'm no uh no energy like hey everybody chris and charlie are up next <laughs> and, you know, why would the audience
0: why would the audience care about well that? that would be pretty fitting but um, <laughs> <laughs> i
2: was gonna say that's how people would announce that's for sure absolutely
0: have you uh, ever uh just a quick sidebar here go have you it. ever gotten anybody's name wrong
1: oh absolutely um I probably have a recent uh oh just recently um now I don't hopefully I don't think this got on air for the high spots uh airing of the last AEW uh event, but um you know coming up uh for the Jim Line Memorial Tournament, they're getting Yamoto, right? From uh, from yeah. Dragon Gate to be a part of the Jim Line and Memorial Tournament, uh, two night event, Friday October 14 and Saturday October 15 over there at the nice. Logan School.. Nice. Uh, <laughs> also known as the LSA. A, a, a also known as the lsa but um during, some circles. <laughs> around some circles but yeah. in between the tapings for uh alive which you can catch on youtube through uh, aaw pro make sure you are subscribing to the AAW pro youtube channel to catch alive but in but in between the matches that were taped from alive mm-hmm. and then the the main uh the main event the main pay-per-view going on um on high spots i would you give announcements to hey hey we uh we're talking about the next show in October and I was pronouncing the name Yamamoto so now and, and and I am Admittedly unfamiliar with Yamoto, and then after the show, Zachary Wentz uh, kind of pulls me aside. Hey, just so you know, it's it's, it's Yamoto, it's not Yamamoto. Oh shoot! Hopefully, uh, well, I'm making that mistake tonight. That way, I don't make that mistake. October 15th <laughs> at the Logan's Auditorium for the Jim Lynham Memorial Tournament. <laughs> you, by- uh, <laughs> you're that's so great. I feel like it just
2: naturally flows out of you. Um, is it is it challenging to keep that God, like you could have you timed yourself how long you could talk straight with just
1: outbreaking rhythm honestly and no. then is that a
2: challenge for you or are you just you just so used to it that it's just like second nature
1: no, it, I, I haven't, I've never timed myself, but um, I won't say that it's easy either because the whole time I'm running my mouth, I'm also thinking and right. I, 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 and um, I'm trying to think how many, however many seconds ahead, because I will, uh, you'll forget a name. I will forget you. Know, I, um, uh, trying to think of an example. I, uh, you know, when doing a ring and ring announcement, um, I think just recently, uh, on the last big AAW event. uh, Narles garvin as when i was introducing his name I, I i'm saying his hometown i'm saying his weight i can remember those and I, how many times have i introduced him before but as soon as i'm as i'm thinking you know three steps ahead like i i forgot i don't know his name i don't know his name so i'm like slowing down on the hometown and the weight. like i better get this and i did get it and th- and this is not oh, and, man you know, this is not uh um a uh a sporadic occurrence this is a this happens and i don't know if this mm-hmm. is advancing age or what cool. or if i just if maybe i need to take my alpha brain or what i don't i don't know <laughs> oh, my, uh, i love that reference with the with the austin voice yeah there. heck yeah um but uh yeah it is normal for me to even if i've introduced the person several times before like oh shoot I'm, I'm here and there's yeah. 700 people in this building and everybody is expecting me to get this right. And what if I get it wrong? What if I get it wrong? What if I get it wrong? Oh, oh my goodness. I got it right. Thank goodness. And I have, um, and that it hasn't been that method of slow down, slow down. Okay. Get it. Um, hasn't always worked. I remember a, uh, Lamar Titan. Now uh, we're talking several years ago, AEW. This is when the Kevin Harvey's we are here group and, um, at, an event at 115 bourbon street and i absolutely could not get the name i probably introduced lamar titan uh, 20 times prior to that without any trouble but for whatever reason that night could not get the name out and um and i to like uh, i have the card behind my back i'm trying to hide hide my cards i don't like i don't want right. to be reading right. A, a, a card. I want to, if, if you watch TV, um, a, your AEW, your WWE, your Jim Rome's. if you're, you're watching them, are they reading from cards? No, they're doing everything for memory. Like, Okay. That's what I'm going to sure. do. I'm going to do everything for memory. But that night I had to whip the card out from behind my back. I forgot this gentleman's name and I feel terrible. And they, and Kevin Harvey just like, kind of like pushes me back into a corner and goes, you forgot his name. Like, yeah, I did. Oh, <laughs> uh, So I was, um, yeah, that was a very humbling uh, and thankfully Lamar didn't even know because of course I had apologized to him afterward, like, oh, I didn't even realize you did I didn't realize you didn't say my name. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm assuming, i I would think that could be a challenge. This is so much information and the multitasking of speaking and your brain is almost like, Okay, what's next? Like right. what's the next domino that's falling here? What do I transition into? Etc., as,
0: so. as, as matches are happening, are, are you kind of going over those index cards in yes. preparation for? Yeah, because I've um, seen you also exactly I mean, right. on ringside. I've also seen you reacting to to whatever's happening in the ring. And I was like, Oh, yeah, how does he have it locked in his head already? Nah. What's you know, who's he gonna, he's gonna announce next? But yeah, it, no, at I've, times, I feel you like reacting to what's going on in the match as well.
1: Mm-hmm. So, most definitely, yeah, yeah. If, um, if. I, it's kind of funny to you know watch TV and you see the people like working around. They're not reacting to anything, and like mm-hmm. come on, there's there's cool stuff happening. Aren't you, aren't you a fan? And I figure if I'm if I'm not into it, why? If I'm not into it, for crying out loud, why should anybody? why should the other 700 people in the building, why should they worry? Why why should they be concerned? So, yeah, that's why I'm definitely trying to uh, react to what I see as a fan. But at the same time, I do have, you know, three or four jobs that I'm doing just as I'm sitting, you know, I got to be ready to ring the bell, you know, whenever there's a two count going oh, on, right. if you, mm-hmm. and not that anybody's ever expected to pay attention to what I'm doing, but if you are, happen to look i'm gonna have the hammer up ready to go like i'm about to ring the bell and that's why i hate it like during street fights when they take the bell like if the match ends i can't ring the bell, what am I <laughs> <using> the bell? <laughs> so and so yeah but um yeah during uh, usually yeah if there's a two count going on or if there's a uh like somebody's in a submission poll that mm-hmm. isn't just like we're clearly just in a headlock here for a while um i will have the hammer up and ready I, I'll, I'll ring this but if it ends and
2: I so, love the commitment.
1: Yeah, and I'm you know, I'm I'm the one keeping the time. Yeah, you know, I loved um, mm. old uh, like old Madison Square Garden. Howard Finkel and ECW Bob Ortiz would uh, would give the times of the fall, and I've always thought that was because that made it seem. That's
0: lucky. true. That's it's true. That's good. something that you you would definitely announce. Oh yeah! Oh, wow. Wow. I don't even realize that it
2: until you said said it now. But I, I can imagine your voice saying it. <laughs> so, yeah,
1: I'm I'm watching the times, and you know, and uh, Danny and Doctor Keith, they like to they like to see those times. They like to okay, how long did these matches go? How how oh, are sure. these shows how are these shows being paced? So you know, they're using that info. I'm passing that information along to them after every uh, every show. They're doing their own analysis on on their side, and you know, and I'm communicating to the referees. I am, um, uh, let's see what else we got, ringing the bell, doing the time. Oh, and but Chris, just like you said, I am rehearsing. For the next for the next match, God forbid it's a six person match, and <laughs> they, they go out of the order that I was originally given. Like, oh no, now I got to remember that. Uh, yeah, that's that, uh, right, right. Wayne uh, Lee's from Brownsburg, Indiana, not Dyersburg, Tennessee. Oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no.
2: The, those towns so so sound so similar. That, that's great. I love the multitask. You're actually probably one of the better. Stereotypically speaking, I think men are not great at
1: multitasking, but it sounds like you you have made it part of your skill set. I think Uh, that that's come with practice. That's come with trial trial and error. Like oop, that uh, uh, setting my uh, using my phone for a timer that doesn't work. I (laughs) so I now I'm using my uh, I have a Fitbit that I'll that I'll use for my. For my timer, instead one to other. Here's okay. Here's totally sidebar in here. Um, <laughs> I used to use an old, like an old phone, um, not my, not a, not a current phone, but an old phone to do, to keep the time on. I'm and sure it was time, a Nokia.
0: Those bricks that no matter what went on in those matches, one never
1: broke. The one time a, um, uh, I, the the bell hammer fell off my chair, landed right on that old phone. Now there's a big old crack in the screen. So thankfully, oh that boy. an old phone. But one time, uh, a- a- ACH uh, during, uh, at an LSA show asks, let me see your phone. And I hand him that, the, the cracked one. i like, I'm not mm-hmm. you my, my real phone. So I hand him the cracked one. He just looks at it goes, what is this? And he throws it
2: at me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so good. Um, this is a Chris. Did you have something or? Uh,
0: well, I was going to lean into that, right? Like we just talked about, um, you know, you rehearsing and reacting and, and being engaged in the show. Um, you know, one of the questions that we usually ask right off the bat yeah. is, "What do you love about wrestling?" Like, obviously, you know, you've been in, in you know, in that ideal seat, right? Yeah. Like best seat ringside, in the house. best seat in the house for so long. Um, but you've also talked about, uh, your love for wrestling, you know, comes from early childhood Yep. throughout your, your, your entire wrestling experience. What is it that you love about wrestling? Why do you keep coming back? What excites you about wrestling?
1: Yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah. What got me hooked at the very beginning was, you know, I me. Mean, I'm six years old and, um, child of the eighties, like, well, he, man, that's not a real person transformers. Those can't really exist. Ghostbusters that yeah, they're they're the guys in the movie too, but they're not real life. That's still that that's still Bill Murray. That's still Dan Aykroyd. Sure. But the wrestlers. Now those are like, well, Hulk Hogan's Hulk Hogan. Ricky the Dragon, still Ricky the Dragon. These are real life, real life superheroes. And so you know, there's the classic, you know, there's the battle of good and evil. I do need the the a good guy versus a bad guy. I need a face versus a heel. And in a three way, I want one face and two heels. I want two heels and a face in a in a triple. <sighs> drum. I want that oh, drama. You're
0: good. You're good, Jimmy. sweet Jimmy D.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh <laughs> um, it's it's the storytelling. I want the uphill battle. Now, in uh when you know, in my late teens, early twenties, I wanted that work rate. I wanted the guys who did all the cool moves. Yeah. I wanted the guys who could do all the flips and do every last submission hold that you ever would see on like, if you were a tape trader for like, uh, you know, uh, shows from like very obscure shows from Mexico or Japan. I want, I wanted all those cool submission holds that I could, the way I could, if I'm you know, doing a backyard match, I could do all these holds. I no. I don't know what Jim's doing. This is crazy. Um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, yeah, the question is, yeah, what do I love about wrestling today? It's did did this personality capture my imagination? Is this person making and I'm stressing person because the females do it just as well. Um, Are they are they making that connection to the audience? Is the audience caring about this person? And is it sucking me in uh, in order in order to watch? And that's what uh, that's worse for me. It's mm-hmm. it's the characters. It's the, today. It's the characters and the story. I still want to see cool moves. Don't get me wrong. I don't want yeah. just yeah. Pl- pl- uh, plotting punches and kicks. I still want cool stuff. But put the moves in a, in a cool order that's going to make me guess um, whether or not a match is going to end. Um, AEW AEW's recent pay-per-view at the Now Arena at the at Hoffman Estates with the Acclaimed versus uh, Swerving Our Glory, I, I, it must have been six times, that's the end of them. Oh, it's not the end of the match. And so to be sucked in, mm-hmm. and, you know, wrestling fans, we want to believe. Do we know? Yes, we know but we still want to, we want to be taken on that ride. And that's what, uh, that's, that's where all that fun is. It's that ride, the the highs and the lows making me, making me believe. Yeah. Okay. It, this one's um, it's almost, I, I'm not a huge fan of the uh, the Johnny Valentine approach of everything else on this card is, is, is BS, but I'm real. Yeah. You know, I'm not sure. Cause like, I'm okay. not sure going I go with that. Cause that means you're, like well, if if everything else is terrible, then what if you're not there? Does do you just not draw any money then? What does that mean? So um, so I, I don't really buy into that line of thinking, but um, now I'm, I'm you know I'm starting to forget where I uh, where I was going with this. But the uh, for the the variety act, something for everybody, um, just to yeah allow a person to escape for a couple hours from every normal everyday life and. Yeah, uh, be happy that they spent a couple bucks on this thing.
2: I love when you said wrestling fans because that immediately brought me into a show. Yeah, because I, I see. Uh, I love that's
1: how you dress the crowd. So that just is, you saying yeah. that here, it's uh, like I. I remember one time, um, yeah, I was about to get a show started and some, you know, some smart, in front row, ladies and gentlemen, and he was doing this very, oh, voice, 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 voice. He was doing that. And I just kind of looked at him like, I'm going to give you the exact opposite of what you just did. And I mean, granted, I was, i had already been saying wrestling fans over and over. That was how I addressed the audience. like, Yeah. And also, I'm going to speak like how I talk. I'm not going to, I'm going to play it up like this. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I,
2: multiple times now since we've, we've been sitting here and we're about to get out of the salad bar. Thanks okay. for sticking with us. Uh, you, the listener, but though this is this is great. Um, and multiple times when I've been sitting here, I felt like I was walking out of a show because I think nice. your voice is not that like I'd obviously listen to your voice during the show, but it, your voice is just as necessary background as I, as I'm walking out of a show, like content and satisfied on this high, you know, you just saw a main event and I'm walking out and I'm like t- talking to Chris. Oh, Hey, what do you think of this? what do you think of that? As we're kind of like recapping the show as we leave. Yeah. And like your voice is usually in that background.
1: Yep. And like now
2: you sitting here saying it like wrestling fans, I feel like I've been like transported down to the end of a show (laughs) as I'm walking out of it's it's
1: just it's synonymous your voice so it'll live in my brain forever I think I love it thank you yeah I mean I I gotta keep talking I gotta tell you hey come to the next one everybody and and go watch a live (laughs) (laughs) that's
2: great so the last question of the
1: salad bar is what is your favorite part of a salad Favorite part of the that is a great question. It's good for me. It's going to be the. It's got to be the, the cheese. Whatever cheese I'm putting on. If it's a Greek okay. salad, I'm gonna want that feta. If it's a, uh, um, well, yeah. If it's like is a, there t- a cheese that
0: you dislike.
1: Great question. Um, I'm not a huge. What's like the really creamy one that's probably meant to go on a cracker with a? Um, is like goat gold- cheese. I yeah, know goat cheese. I like, especially okay. on a oh, on a pizza with caramelized onions and mushroom. Ooh, mm. goat cheese is so good. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I think, think it's, it's like brie, brie. Brie. It's like it comes yeah. in a wheel and yeah. it's like super soft. And I think with the texture, like I want, uh, I want to you know, chew on it. Like I would a, like a, a, slice of like aged Irish cheddar or something, you know, that's what I want the consistent, my consistency in my, in my cheese uh, to be, but like a, uh, uh, I don't think it's Waldorf. What's the, I don't think the salad that has, you know, your romaine lettuce with your apple, cranberry, maybe some chicken, um, but it's always going to have blue cheese in it. You know, that's uh, it, it's, it's the cheese that's, that's the favorite with the, the cheese mixed in with the dressing. That's going to be my favorite part of a, a traditional, Lettuce salad, if we're talking like, yeah, a lettuce that is supposed to be, you know, a healthy, yeah. here's a bunch of raw vegetables put together with some other ingredients to make you, you know, to help you enjoy it a little bit more because um, I'm not picky about uh, vegetables. I'll eat just about, just about anything, but uh, the, um, I, I, if it's just, I, I used in an effort when I was um, having trouble with, uh, I was having some uh, medical Issues in the mid 2000s to where I was just um, like, well, I'm I'm gonna eat just raw vegetables for lunch, you know? and that's what I would bring to work with me it was just a salad, but with no meat, no cheese, no dressing, no croutons or or anything, and so that's all I was eating—just lettuce, tomato, and cucumber. That's what it's making me think of. Um, now, granted, <laughs> uh, it, it, did it help my did it help my health? Did my um, you know my blood pressure get to normal to where my doctor wasn't telling me, hey, you're gonna be done well before you should be um you know did all that get turned around yes but um yeah that was not an enjoyable experience eating those uh vegetable only I guess tomato fruit uh green pepper actually a fruit um eating those uh eating those salads was you know I I mean I got through it I wasn't like a four-year-old I wasn't like my four-year-old daughter no I'm not eating this but uh Still, yeah, you need all that extra stuff. You need, you need uh um, yeah, you're getting, you're getting the main stuff, but you, you want the stuff that that tastes good too.
2: Yeah, you want the stuff where it's like, is this actually a salad? You know, that's how helps you get through all the, that's the, <laughs> the, the the raw vegetables. Um Okay, Chris, do you want to introduce the the main course? Oh Yes,
0: we are down to the hot plate, and let's talk a little bit about some FU wrestlers.
1: Yes, freelance
0: underground,
1: freelance right?
0: underground. You know, we we tend to talk about the freelance umbrella overall, but if we just focus down on freelance underground, because that's where uh, I've heard most of your commentary, at least within the freelance umbrella. That's correct. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. You also you you started doing some commentator back in betabro
1: That uh, that's a great question. Yeah, when did I? Uh, it was when. Freelance Underground came back um you know there was the hiatus between underground wrestling and freelance underground I was actually always uh, the commentary for on commentary for freelance underground. Uh, now back in the, um, golly arena underground wrestling days, I did do the ring announcing. And, mm-hmm. but, um, as part of the hiatus, as part, there was a, uh, there was the decision with, uh, between James and Caleb to, Hey, let, let's shake up the commentary and ring announcing team. Uh, the decision was just simply made. Mm-hmm. Let's move Kirby to ring announcements. And let's have uh, Jim and, uh, and, and Sterling at the time. Let's have Jim and Sterling uh, be, on, be the commentary team. And this was yeah, not a matter of me pushing it for it. Not a me, matter of me suggesting it. Just they came up with the decision they asked me, would you like to do this? And I, uh, gleefully accepted. Um, I enjoy ring announcements, but for the opportunity, this was a, you know, a new opportunity for me because, um, this was been uh before uh, zello pro uh really came around and when i was working yeah. for zello when i start when zello pro first started i was just on ring announcements uh when they first started before i was moved mm-hmm. to ring yeah. announcements and and uh play-by-play commentary so yeah freelance underground was my first opportunity for um for regular play-by-play commentary now granted yeah i did commentary for mid-state pro back in 2002 and 2003 on two whole shows so, and I did, uh, I did on uh, the Wicked Wrestling Alliance as well, but that was, um, I don't can LaSalle is to me LaSalle geographically is far enough outside of the Chicagoland area to not be considered the Chicagoland area. So, for me, uh, for for uh, Chicago area independent pro wrestling, Freelance Underground was my first opportunity for uh to do commentary. Cool. Well, so,
0: I, I don't know if this is taking us back, Charlie, and, I, and I'm going off off agenda here, but. Um, how do you how do you just you know put on your 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 headset and start calling action without just you know from from day one like how, how like you get this opportunity like how do you Good question for that?
2: There's no training for it, right? Right.
0: Because so, for example,
2: like, right? Like no I've always
0: right. I've always joked there, around like... with with one of the the unicorns, Jonathan. Yeah, I always joked around like dude we, you know that we should we should do spanish commentary like this is years ago and i'm like there's there's no way i could pull that off like i i mean i put on these headphones and you know sometimes charlie puts an agenda together and we just kind of follow that but <laughs> i in ring play by play like anything like that it, it just sounds crazy to me that that you could just sit on a chair and and go off script and and just go with it how do you prepare for that
1: that's a great yeah great question i the day prior is spent, uh, going over, you know, pre uh, notes that I've taken from previous shows. Okay. What are the stories coming into this freelance underground event? Um, when, then when I arrive at the building, you know, I'm making sure that I'm talking to James and Caleb, Hey, what, um, what, uh, what stories are, you know, are, are we looking to, uh, what, what stories are looking to be told, uh, today? What, what do I need to make sure that I am mentioning? And of course I'm, I'm any, uh, whether I've I, I try to speak with every wrestler on the show, time does not usually allow for it. So the higher priority are the individuals whom I've never seen before, whom I've never spoken with mm-hmm. before. I don't want to, you know, if somebody's uh, brand new, like uh, an Ethan Price was on uh, was in the opening. Uh, contest of the uh, last Freelance Underground show, the, the this thing of ours back at the Thornton Distilling Company. And, you know, I, you know, i never seen Ethan Price before. So I made it, made it a point. I'm going to talk with this person to understand, okay, who is Ethan Price? What are his moves? Because yeah, if, uh, I figure if I'm calling an Undertaker match and he does a belly to belly pile driver, I better call it a Tombstone or I'm going <laughs> to So um, I'm talking to you. what are your moves? What are your your background? What are your motivations? And I will. um, uh, But on top of that, though, I am going to speak with your Storm Grayson's. I am going to speak with your Pat Monix. I'm going to speak with your GPAs. Hey, what uh, if I'm interviewing you? what's what lies ahead for for gpa tonight and he and he will uh say like hey a, a win you know he'll tell me something an example like a win for gpa means this and this is what gpa is looking to accomplish in uh, in this match tonight and i'm going to make sure that i mention that in, in commentary so that's a, those are some ways that i uh, will prepare um at the building talking to the people in charge, talking with the performers themselves, and then at home, uh, uh, you know, going over going over pre-show notes and uh, ma- writing notes on um, you know, making like a, a new sheet of notes. Uh, you know, if I'm, I don't know how many times I've written down Storm Grayson, Backpack Stunner. V trigger knee. I'm writing down those moves every time because I don't want to have to. I don't want to have to blank like, oh, what what are his moves? I forgot already. I don't want to. I don't want to be doing that. So there's yeah, a lot of writing, a lot of writing going on uh, on show day, and sometimes the day before if I'm lucky, but usually usually show day. Yeah, that's really cool.
2: I think I think it's important for people to understand that what you you make it look easy, it's not, and you are putting in so much effort that people don't know about to be very like overly prepared for your craft you could probably wing it and still do okay i think but you don't want to do that because like you said you don't want to trip up like you're you're trying to mitigate the risk of that so you're being extra prepared i just want to point that out how huh? that's really cool um okay. speaking of storm grayson so i want to get into a little bit of just like talking about talent a little yeah. bit um oh give me your thoughts on him. So I have a couple of different questions. So uh he he obviously is held about or held, is holding a belt, I believe, yeah, at, he's in a, FU. And he's the independent the, champion. The freelance world champion, which That's now right. has been taken from him. Yeah, yeah, he recently got beat. You're right. Storm Grayson recently uh to uh, Rob Anthony, right? Yes. So yeah. is he is he what do you think of him natural champion? Is he was he ready for that?
1: Is it too much too soon? Um, what do you think? Yeah, well, Storm Grayson as the freelance world champion that is a it's tough to just because he's been on it's tough to say that it was too much too soon for him because Storm Grayson has he hasn't been the green kid for a while now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, this, and this is somebody whose time has really taken off like once he th- out of that V trigger knee I think to that knee against the knee against the ropes his just momentum and the way he has connected with the audience has really taken off uh-huh. and his rise to to the independent championship in freelance underground, I thought was yeah very well-deserved. Like this is a natural uh, champion. Just the way the audience is responding to him looks like a million dollars. I remember Correct. when we first started and he was, um, uh, oh gee, Ray, Ray Furia. And I saw him in the back, like, Hey, uh, what, hold on. Uh, Side note, when I first introduced my, hey, how you doing, I'm Jim, hi, I'm Storm. And in my mind, I'm thinking, oh geez, he just introduced me with his gimmick name. This is, uh, are you kidding me? And then I (laughs) found out later, that really is his name, and so I so I had to apologize. I'm so sorry. I I, really, I thought you were uh, I thought you were some some goon tell, telling me your name was Storm when your name really your first name is Storm. That's your mother. That's what your mom calls you. So uh, so I had to side note there. But I um, when he was Ray Fury, I had to look him in the eye and tell you, what are you doing wearing a mask? You look phenomenal. The ladies must love you. What, uh, uh, I, I have no business telling you what to do in my position, but the sooner you lose the mask, the better. And, um, and, 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 and yeah, and I, th- I think he's uh, been yeah doing well uh, for himself. I, I know, I actually don't get any of the channels that air any AEW uh, and I don't uh, seek out the, uh, the YouTube like dark, but um, you know, I, you know, Storm Grayson's no stranger to those to those shows, and I'm not surprised uh, that that's happened. <laughs> and, yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah. No, g-
2: fantastic
1: looking individual. Thoughts on
2: Naperville, though?
1: Now Naperville, uh, where what do I like about Naperville? What? Um, hey, okay, I am gonna totally. This is a very much a sidebar. So that um, un underground borderline yarder uh, wrestling group that I was involved <laughs> with in um in late nine. 90- late 90s uh early 2000s we had a wrestler a performer whose his name was dre and his character was he was you know like a, he was from the south side of naperville and uh, and he was just you know, he presented himself as this street tough but at the same time he's from the south side of naperville i it's not a, it's a very <laughs> affluent area yeah um, and you know and having only grown up in central or East central Illinois, I didn't know much about the Chicago suburbs, but that was my first uh, foray into, okay, Naperville, Naperville is like a very uh, well, well to do area understood. Yeah. But anytime I have, been to either visit friends who happen to live uh, in Naperville or any restaurant, like any sort of like bar and grill that I've gone to um, in Naperville, like a sushi place has been absolutely, it's, I mean, it's been good. I don't know what else to say, but that's uh that's what I got on Naperville. It is funny, though, when I introduce Storm as being from Naperville, Illinois, and it gets booze.
2: That's, yeah, we've had that conversation with him many times. <laughs> uh, it's, I, I know some people from it Naperville, finds- but... I I'd, I'd probably say I have more negative stories about the people I know from Neighborville than okay. positive. <laughs> there there are feeding to some stereotypes. Yes, the 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 really rich kid, etc. This is not yeah. me calling Storm that, but it has a connotation with it. So I'm like, I'm, hey, in order I, to
0: balance it out, you know, the same reaction happens when you introduce Robert Ego Anthony from Joliet, Mexico City. Uh-huh. So
2: it, I I,
1: mean,
2: I wanted this. I want to cheer against Joliet. And I want to cheer against Rob, but I want to cheer for Storm and against Neighborville. I think that's the, you know, if Storm was fair, like, fair, fair. so that's where the, we've had this discussion with Storm, he's been on the podcast. He oh, said definitely. he goes along with it either way. So he will then like, you know, ride the coattail of however the crowd reacts, which is very smart by him
1: that yeah, is that's um, what a professional wrestler supposed to do gauge what the audience is doing and take them on that ride
2: yeah but if you're in the logan Square auditorium and you're coming out as a champion and you're a baby face just bill bill yourself from chicago like <laughs> come on <laughs> like, it's a slight slight change um but uh but oh, talking ahead, about
0: Crystal. difficult difficult decisions here right it, it um uh, i want to talk about how difficult it is um to share the commentary table with trevor outlaw
1: oh now this was a one time yeah oh so far just once and we'll see if this continues what uh and i had to talk to james afterward now trevor you know trevor's trevor and i I, i'm not surprised this happened but like Kirby is giving his announcements this we're talking this uh, at uh, this thing of ours with Freelance Underground back in August on IWTV and um Kirby's giving his announcements and Trevor's yammering on over him like but I, mean, I right me in my position I cannot tell Trevor you have to stop talking it's like well wait, he's the wrestler he, he could one punch I'm gonna be out like a light and uh, so I'm you know walking on eggshells around this guy and but afterward like hey uh trevor's talking over the ring announcements and i mean i know i mean he's trevor out i can't tell him can't tell him to stop and, and 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 like yeah okay we'll talk to him but uh yeah next time try to get him to stop so if on saturday october 22nd at the uh, in, at, in at the vfw hall in joliet on iwtv if the team is trevor outlawing me i may have to uh yeah th- throw the fist up uh, that's what sterling would do, would do for me he would throw the fist up if he was kind of coaching me hey jim don't talk right now don't talk don't talk okay go um, <laughs> I, may yeah. for, I may have to do that with uh with trevor if he is yammering when uh when we need to be zipped it mainly because the man kirby alexander is talking the voice is talking Right. right. One should, you should just keep it up. Just prop
2: yours. Find a way to prop your fist up. Just put it on like some kind of little stool on the table or something and just, you know, just just keep them off the mic.
1: I have um, a prosthetic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there. I will say this, though. Trevor Outlaw's knowledge of what goes on in the ring, it was very invaluable to ask yeah. him. About to ask him like, hey, hey, Trevor, that that uh, you know that submission hold right there is what well, what all is happening in this one, and he can he can talk about it. Now, trying to get him to compliment the uh, fan favorite and admit that what the fan what the fan favorite just did was awesome, that was like pulling teeth. You couldn't you couldn't get that out of him. It was well, I'm better, you know. So yeah, but that what do you expect from him? So you know when Pick'em Pop won the tag team championships, I I, I need to go back and. Uh, uh, I still need to go back and, and review the commentary there, but I can't imagine uh, Trevor was like, Oh my goodness. We just saw, we just saw history being witnessed. And maybe one of the most, the, one of the hottest hot tags in the history of freelance underground just took place right here when uh, Darius was came in and cleaned house and the crowd was absolutely crazy and on their feet. And uh, you're not getting any of that out of Trevor outlaw.
2: Yeah, wow. definitely not. Um, the it's, it's cool to see them when
1: tag belts, pick oh, and pop. So fun. Um, so have, those two have worked so hard to come as far as they have. And yeah, talking with absolutely, yeah, you know, I'll and I'll single out Coda Hernandez just talking with him in the back about like, well, what, how, like what kind of planning he has put into and thought yeah. into who Coda Hernandez is and what Coda Hernandez needs to be. This, this, this kid's uh, he, he's the, he's a student of the game. The, uh, talking about uh, Prince Hunter, C- Coda Hernandez. This guy isn't just fig- just trying to figure out, okay, what cool flip am I going to do tonight? Or uh, what can I do to get a uh, this is awesome chant? This guy's really thinking about what do we need to do to connect with the audience? What do we need to do to make sure that the audience comes around understanding with uh, what it is that, our, what, that pick and pop was me- meant to come out and do. Uh, come out set to do. Yeah, they've grown so much that
2: you could you could put them in the most improved category. Like they could win most improved this year. I think it's hard to deny. They've just gone from real, just a you know, from recent graduates to a team that you really look forward to seeing. Yeah, absolutely. uh, Pretty quickly. Um, Another person I think falls into that category is Alfonso Gonzalez. Do you see him as a few? uh,
1: He's got some momentum now in F U. Do you see him as a future champion? Maybe. I don't I never want to sell anyone short as a future champion that he's he came he arrived on the scene last summer, I think just doing the guest like a uh, fill in tag team uh, mm-hmm. bit with uh, with danger mask and it right. kind of seemed know, hopeless at the time. And however, yeah, he just picked up his uh, first win. He got that win over Gunner Brave. Uh, Gunnar Brave is um, very young, but I expect I'm looking to see great things coming out of him. Just needs just needs some more matches under his belt. But Alfonso Gonzalez, um, the whole one man, the whole one man team, I think is going to set him back. You know, you have to, you, you need you need a village. You need people to uh, who are supporting you, and all and veterans guiding you on the way here. Hey kid, here, here's what you need to do. Here's what you did wrong. And if he's doing everything on his own, then how, how are you expected to get better? But on that same token though, did just pick up his first win and he's got the personality to boot. And when the crowd comes, when he comes out, the crowd is still, um, is still, you know, they're there. They care, they care about that. He's out there and they're not sitting on their hands when he's out there. Now, after his, when I do believe he walked face first into a post and was, uh, set down. So uh, maybe some, uh, some real awareness might be good for, uh, for the one man team. But, um, but, uh, as far as do I see former champion, I would not, I wouldn't rule out. I don't want to rule that out for anybody, but, um, and I think I do see a sponge in, um, in, uh, Alfonso Gonzalez, somebody who's picking up, who's picking up lessons along the way, uh, in victory or defeat.
2: What are your? those very good answer. What do you? What are your thoughts on this uh, almost Sith-esque relationship now between this alliance between James Russo and Project Monarchs? Doesn't it feel? It does feel like you know you're Darth Sidious, your Darth Vader sure. type of relationship. Uh, I, I, you know, we've tried to explain it kind of uh, on this podcast, but I think it's a little hard to nail down and it's kind of evolved a little bit. But do you have an explanation of just like what these people are set out
1: to do? What these people are set out to do is a tough question to answer because, I mean, I would like to think that they're out for championships, but I'm wondering, is Pat Monix satisfied? with the commemorative championship that he received back at the final phase in October, you know, the, the old school, uh, championship, not the current, cha- uh, freelance underground heavyweight championship, but the, the old one, uh, which was like, a, a Hey, token of our esteem. Um, thank you for being you. And, um, and sorry that your uh, health works worked out the, the way it did. And then of course, yeah, we, we all know what happened at, at the final phase, but, um, the like is terrifying to me about James <laughs> what is terrifying to me about James Russo is unless this was some sort of pre um pre-planned thing I feel like James switched on a dime in that match uh against um against Matt Nix where when James was in Matt's corner And Matt was consistently, no, let's do the right thing. Let's let's not let's not even even though this is like a a street fight, no rules kind of match. Let's let's not take the low road here. And James just got fed up like I what terrifies me is that James didn't didn't. The idea that James did not go into that match with the intention of, I'm going to hurt Matt Nix by the end of this. I'm going to, and I'm going to wait till, it, um, till he's most vulnerable or when he least expects it and then strike. And that is, I, I, I don't, I, I really think that James like turned flipped a switch during yeah. the match, yeah. that he, he didn't go into the match thinking this is what I'm going to do to Matt Nix. He over, you know, in just that 10, 15 minute period got, sick of Matt Nicks, like, no, we, you got to do what you got to do to win. And he sees that opportunity in Pat, in Pat Monix, somebody who is going to listen to him. And I mean, James Russo, uh, you know, Godfather of Chicago wrestling, right? Right. So that him in the, in the position that he is with freelance underground and, and, uh, and freelance wrestling makes him a very, very dangerous individual, and he's got Pat Monix, you know, very, very talented person, you know, on uh, on a very um, uh, similar path, in my view, as Storm Grayson, as you got this youth, and you still have a whole career in front of you, and you have so, so much in your rearview mirror, um, you have less in your rearview mirror than you do ahead of you, but... You, you, there's a lot of experience that you're that you're bringing into and that makes pat Monix that much more dangerous and pat Monix has so many tools he's always adding to his repertoire he just he's adding a lot of um uh, submission holds very dangerous very dangerous submission holds and that project plunge i mean that top rope front face i mean i i don't know how chico suave uh survived that at this thing of ours and was able to you know, uh, turn that crucifix backslide into, into the win. I did not expect Chico Suave to win that match. A great for Chico. Um, but I, if you had a rematch, I don't know that Monix is going to make the same mistake again.
2: Yeah. I want, that was honestly my my next question. And second to last question of the buffet line is what's next for Chico. I mean, he did get his win. Uh-huh. But I he barely that. made it out of that match just because of how, mm-hmm. like you said, that psychotic switch that kind of flipped. Hopefully, I would almost hope it'd be more premeditated and less for the moment because that means that, yeah, you know, it's if it's if yeah. someone just flips and turns, that means they're unpredictable and they could do anything. Like James, yeah. can turn on James could turn on Pat next month or whatever, right. you know, what so I would hope it'd be more premeditated. But Chico did, did barely win. But I don't know how, in what condition, he made it out of that match. So my question is just like, where does Chico go now? Like, is that, is that? I, maybe it's unresolved for him. Maybe it's not. But like, it would be cool to see Chico kind of try to shake off this. Hey, I was just this little. I was just Monex's helper. I can be my own. Yeah, yeah a little freelance.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how many times I've you know, just during commentary I dis- described Chico as the getaway driver. For, uh, <laughs> for Pat Monix, you know, I mean, he's still, you know, Chicago's a little poppy, and he's very capable of getting a win. But um, and he, I mean, he proved that little poppy. Thingable. I
0: think that's a. <laughs> I I I don't know if I heard that before.
1: Or, or Chicago's little poppy, I think. Uh, may, that, I may have uh, forgot to uh, include the Chicago's part uh, there. But um, yeah, the human cartoon character. What, what I would like to see for uh, Chico is what I would like to see for anybody after picking up a huge win in a main event. Have championship gold uh, be be their next uh, be their next, uh, next uh, be their next quest. But I am not confident that Chico is done with. There's just too much backstory going on with with James Russo with yeah. Pat monix and you know just the way that uh you know like you had mentioned how Chico was Monix's little buddy for such a long period and then James Russo just like that hey get rid of him and Pat just like that uh d- discarded uh Chico like like yesterday's garbage and yeah Chico came back so it'd be very interested to see what if and what uh, Chico's involvement will be on Saturday October 22nd and Juliet <laughs> It's, it's Chico won the battle.
2: I don't know if the war is over. Right. Exactly. And it's almost like Chico just has to get it to a point where he isn't looking over his shoulder. Because I feel like he still might be the way yeah. that it ended. So he if he needs- can look over his shoulder, you can focus on something else.
1: Agreed. Yeah. And to have... Uh- Get um, I mean, he's maybe Matt Nix can be by his side. Uh, this is just me pontificating here. Uh, you know, this is having no intel as to what's happening on uh, Saturday, October twenty second, except for Joe Alonzo, uh, Alonzo challenging Calvin Takeman for the Freelance Underground oh, Championship. That is true. all. That's all I know about uh, what's taking place Saturday, October twenty second, in uh, Joliet. But um, yeah, I would for. Chico Suave. I would recommend getting some backup on his side. Absolutely, yeah. Um, you can't do that alone. Yeah, don't 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 pull an Alfonso Gonzalez here. Don't try to be by yourself.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what a what a what a bold strategy that man is doing. Um, that is the last, unless Chris, unless you had anything else. I think that's yeah. The no, that's last part that's the, the conclusion
0: course. of the main course. The hot plate, Jimmy D. If you were in an actual buffet, what would you put
1: on that hot plate? Oh, on the hot plate. I'm uh, if there's a carving station, I am typically going to oh give me a piece of that turkey or that ham or that roast beef or whatever you got. I'm doing that, and it depends on what kind of uh, buffet. Now, if we're at a Chinese buffet, I'm getting. You know, I'm getting my, my rice base, my noodles base, and I'm just, well, what's the sugariest chicken? What's the sugariest? <laughs> is, is it the orange? Is it the empress? Is it the sesame seed? What is the sugariest chicken that you've got? I'm loading that on. And then I'm throwing some green beans on the side. Some of those, like, you know, like, it's so sauteed in garlic and butter, but hey, they're green beans. Uh, they're a green <laughs> vegetable. Yeah, it's a vegetable. Yeah. Exactly. That's and, and, uh, and, and, uh. Uh, yeah, no, we're trying to stick to the hot plate here. Yeah, and and they they'll stick all the, like the breaded fried stuff at the front, so you fill up on that instead of actually waiting till the end of the, the page where you know you get this, you know, your carving stations or maybe like your crab legs or you know the or the fresh seafood, and that's, that's what you're supposed to wait and get. But I'm a sucker for those those breaded deep fried things, man. Just do you? Well, oh, oh yeah, it's it's any meat ever that it just you just coated in like cornstarch and salt and pepper and you dunked it in some super hot oil for a while and it came out. I want that. Give me that. Give me all the dipping sauces too.
0: Jimmy D you're making me hungry at 11 30 PM.
1: <laughs> what was the last thing you said, Chris, besides making you hungry? Cause I was too busy giggling over you.
0: Yeah, no, I'm just saying you're making me hungry at 11 30
1: PM. Here, oh so. yeah, it is. No, that's okay. Yeah. Oh man.
0: All right. Well, I mean, we're hungry already. So let's just move on to the dessert. Sounds good. All right? So in, in going into this dessert section here, I have to ask you, like, you know, outside of wrestling, outside of being in this, you know, uh, wrestling world, what do you like to do for fun?
1: That's a great question. I am a father of two, a husband and father of two. So that does that. That is my time. And uh, my kids, uh, they each of them has something each day of the week, whether it's dance, whether it's this uh kids strong like exercise program whether it's uh swimming lessons uh each each of them are keeping keeping us busy uh throughout the week um as part I'll as a little aside as part of this uh um my my daughter is uh dance. Uh, She had a recital back in June and they, uh, with six weeks until the recital, they decided we're going to do a dad's dance. And so me and five other dads volunteered. Oh, fine. We'll do it because me, I'm a sucker for like, Oh, I get to be on a stage and in front of people and perform and get cheers. Okay. Yeah, I'll do that. Um, that's a big part of, um, the fun of, uh, the ring announcements is I'm in the middle of the ring with a microphone. I've got control over everybody. Not that I'm mm-hmm. going to use this control, but hey, everybody's listening to me. Woo, this is special. I feel, yeah. I feel special because yeah. I've got 700 rabid fans listening to what I've got to say here. So that's um, that, that's a big part of uh, you know, circling back to a very beginning of the podcast question. Hey, what do you like about, about your job? Having uh having the attend having the attention for a split second, and um, one of my favorite aspects. You know, I I understand I'm not the show. It's my job to make the performers, uh, make sure that the audience understands these performers are what you need to be paying attention to. But the boxing style in ring championship introductions, I feel like that's like that that's my ten seconds to that's my ten seconds to be the show. You know, when I'm Um, because there's no music playing, you know, the eyes are on me until I say that, until I say the challenger's name and then it's eyes are on me until I say the the champion's name and then I'm out of there and I'm not to be heard from again until, um, uh, until I announce the winner, but you know, there's, there's going to be music playing over me as I announce the winner and the, uh, you know, the winner's going to be holding up, holding up the belt at the end. That's what you're paying attention to. But for those split seconds at the beginning of the match, Eyes are on me as I introduce the performers.
0: Do you struggle, you struggle
1: with, with uh, the... oh, you cut out Chris, would you say?
0: Do you, do you struggle uh, with what once you're announcing the wrestlers with the one fall, and then everybody wants to chance.
2: Oh, one.
1: yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I was leaning into it when that first became this is several years ago, which this is a great question. Um, several years ago, when that was a thing, I was leaning into it and letting the audience do it. And now I'm going right into the following contest is scheduled for one fall, 20 minute time limit. You know, I'm throwing in uh, the, mm-hmm. the time limit right away. I'm not, I'm not giving the audience that pause. So, as there, if anybody left and if you're still doing that, come on. It's not twenty thirteen <laughs> anymore, whenever that was possible, whenever that was popular. Um, I'm if if you're one falling, you're 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 competing with me with a microphone. Because I am <laughs> still talking, I'm gonna talk over you.
2: Jimmy D, is there any you mentioned kind of the boxing style? Is yeah. there any is there any do you have a, a commentating or ring announcing dream? Like if someone tapped you on the shoulder and been like, Hey, I'm from if Dana White tapped me on the shoulder and and like it, it, it you know, is it that is it like that or is it something independently like what would
1: be like a, a dream of yours? Great question. Yeah, I never wanted, um, I I never wanted a, uh, a, a a national job where I had to be on the road all the time. Like my I, I have my uh, my desire in life was to be. The, the family man. And I, and I have that. And with uh, with the escape every now and then um, sure. to perform on wrestling. Uh, there Currently, I am not sure that I have one unless uh, if for whatever reason, a national company came to town on just like a live event and, hey, we need somebody to fill in for tonight mm-hmm. because I have the feeling that if I am there for one night, I'm going to be treated okay whereas if i'm on the road with these individuals all the time eventually i'm going to get um you know your um your your, uh, high highly paid producers who've been with the respective companies forever really treating me like a piece of garbage Mm -hmm. and telling me that you know telling me things like uh, if i had a gun i would shoot you right now or i wish you would just go and kill yourself this evening you know i uh, you know there are people who uh, for national companies who have been told these things. And I have zero time for that. So if oh, I, wow. but um, to perform on a live event for any national company, I think would be a, um, and as a one-off, uh, would be would be quite the thrill. But right now um, I'm very happy with uh, with what I am doing um, with the Chicago area independence. And to, um, I don't see, uh, the, the day, that I either a go to a show and not care and, you know, not be nervous or b the, the day like, Hey, um, we, 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 just got somebody else who we think would do a better job. Um, if either of those things happen, then, you know, then, then I'll, uh, I'll call it. But until that point, I plan on doing this for as long as I can. Well said. All right. And
0: All before right. we go into, um, the word association, right? Yeah. Like- As if we're talking about this, you know, the same way Michael B- and, and Jimmy, you can take this and run with it. I, d- I don't know if it's possible, but the same way Jimmy Buffer has the ready to rumble, I think you have the voice for the one fall. So if you can trademark that, I don't know. Just giving that to you, I don't know if anybody has ever tried doing that. Trademark one, one
2: fall,
1: that'd be hard to do. Just <laughs> putting out
0: there. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's possible, but.
1: Well, hey. Did Harris Hilton try to trademark. That's hot. Like you can't trademark that. Are you serious?
2: I, I don't know if it's something that, that generic can be trademarked,
1: but it might be worth looking into yeah. just, just putting it out there. You know, you got to think of something else. I know, uh, <laughs> yeah like, I, for, I, I was never told to stop, but I, for like maybe three or four shows, I wanted my final greeting was, okay, everybody now go get yourselves over. But I just had this feeling of the, of uh, like uh, a promoter saying, Hey, don't say that anymore. And I just kind of, I mean, it was very self-induced so Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm feeling strange saying that at the end of the show, I think I'm just going to tell, tell the fans to travel safely and I'll, I'll just, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think your catchphrase to me, I think, is
2: wrestling fans. That's, oh yeah, I love that. Yeah, that yeah, I really, mean, probably, it's respectful. Yeah. respectful. You probably have you. some other ones, but like I said, like earlier when you said that, I was immediate. I, my brain immediately was just like, "Where am I?" Where am am I? The <laughs> <downstairs. Yeah. laughs>
1: I love it. Yeah. So that's a. Yeah. So that maybe you should trademark that one. <laughs> calling people wrestling fans what a novel concept (laughs) (laughs) all right so
0: word association right this was when we are gonna throw a couple things at you and you reply with a one word answer whatever comes to mind um i have no doubt that you will uh destroy this game but
2: you know um, the Part's going to we- be
1: saying one word because I'm going to want to. I know talk, <laughs> up, that's going to be up, your
2: that's it. your Achilles heel. Right, you'll know yeah. the word, but you got to keep it to try to keep it to one instead of three.
1: Yeah. Yep. Maybe go, but they're hyphenated. I oh, oh, might. My, 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 <laughs> hyphens,
2: hyphens count. Hyphens count.
1: Yeah. <laughs> all right, are you ready? Let's do my best. All right, here we go.
0: Word association. The first thing is pro wrestling. LSA <laughs> Freelance Underground.
1: Up, no, 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 no. Everything that I'm thinking of is like that. that that's not an answer. That's not an answer. Freelance Underground. Um, champions. Commentator uh, table. Broken.
0: <laughs> yes. That's
1: A.A.W. It. Tops tip top Sterling Richards professional Val Capone gorgeous Zella Pro. I feel bad saying that about Val because she's so much more than just that. But uh, that was the first thing that came to mind. Uh, Zella Pro, I hate that green is my, my first yes. word, but... yes. <laughs> that's that's the whole Zella Pro, work. but also, uh, super fun.
0: Jesse the Body Ventura.
1: The best color commentary.
0: <laughs> Illinois State University.
1: Man. FUW.
0: Chicago indie wrestling scene. Love. And there you go. Those are the ten words
2: in the word association. All right, good job. You got, you
1: got green. Zell
2: Pro is in there for a reason. Even if we we put it in there, even if people aren't associated with Zell Pro, yeah, to, to, to say green. Um, I think mean Blair Blair Onyx was the first person that said green. Yeah, okay, it excellent. popped. It popped me so hard that I was like, Chris, let's keep putting that in there and see like if if other people can make that connection um and then broken for an officer's table i thought was brilliant so. excellent i'm glad you
1: like glad you like that yeah yeah They've, it's uh, gonna get broken
2: eventually right i
1: mean <laughs> <laughs> mad calling has has done a great job of uh, of uh, the branding and the um yeah the synergy for uh for zello pro and i hope i know i, mean, I have not um been on a zello pro show since uh, February, and I know their last event was WrestleMania weekend, and I'm hoping uh, this isn't the end for him, And Matt is just coming, um, is having time. I know he's out in Kansas City, and he's uh, new. Mm-hmm. Uh, his family has recently grown, so uh, full on congratulations to him. But um, yeah, I'm hoping that. Uh, one of these days doesn't have to be right away because it needs to come back, uh, come back the right way, it does not need to come back haphazardly or because he got rushed into it. I hope that uh, Zello Pro can, can come back in f- a full on vision that Matt, uh, that Matt takes on because the man does know how to put on an event.
2: Yeah, no, yeah. I agree. And uh, anything said, obviously, it, we're very pro Zello Pro, but obviously yeah. we, we rib them for their branding. Yes, because. Yeah it's it's it is it's well done but it is a lot yes when we like a a, uh joe's on wheat street but 100 percent competition is good i think for the scene the fan us we just benefit and we just talk about it and you know uh, i mean we help when we can we i think we help tell stories and can get people in the door but obviously we don't have to worry about drawing so the fan just kind of benefits from it um, and you get to work for you too as well, and you get to experience the things. So,
1: excellent. Hopefully, yep. Hopefully, we, uh, it comes back. I Think I uh, yeah. I'm good with the uh, good with the three, and uh, yeah, not looking to take on any more than that. But boy, do I have uh, three that are worth worth sticking around for. Absolutely.
0: There you go, um, Jimmy D. Anywhere that you want people to find you is it at shows? Is it on social media? Let us know before we close things out. And before we do so, I do want to thank you for your time, for your flexibility, yeah. for joining us yeah, and, and for sharing, you know, all those fun stories with us. So
1: most definitely. Yeah. Away, uh, Charlie and Chris, I had so much fun uh, being on the show. It was uh, yeah, thrill to um to get the message from you hey you want to be on the show absolutely and um, as far as yeah where to reach me i am not on me i'm on facebook but it's a personal facebook it is not like a um a a, a character facebook so i'm not i'm not really looking for folks to uh reach me or find me on on social media i love it uh yeah i'm not not on twitter not on instagram or snapchat or or any of that stuff I do facebook only but um, yeah but where to find me at shows yeah let's uh Friday, October 14, Saturday, October 15, Logan Square Auditorium, AAW, the 2022 Jim Lina Memorial Tournament, two night event. Get your tickets online now at nice. AAW Pro through social media outlets and AAW Pro. Com. Make sure you're catching a live on YouTube as well. And then looking forward to Freelance Underground's uh, Saturday, October 22nd in VFW and Joliet on IWTV. And with Calvin Tankman defending the championship against Joe Alonzo. Lots of card yet still to be announced. So make sure you are following Freelance Underground on social, your social media outlets. I'm following them on, on Facebook.
2: Yeah, so, we need to get you on Twitter, Jimmy D, so you can see the uh, see you know see the promos people are making and stuff. Unless you're seeing those on Facebook as well. Too. I
1: I, like to, I wonder if I am because I'm seeing you know that that's how any any time that I um, get the heads up that uh, you know that you that uh, Two Hills in a Face have put up a show, and especially if I see like James Russo's on. Oh, I better listen to that. You know so. <laughs> yeah that's uh, i'm going to just assume uh, ignorance is bliss here i'm going to just assume and just i'm i'm making it i'm i'm putting it out there and into the universe willing it to be the case that anything that's on twitter is also on facebook and i'm seeing it all okay yeah twitter can be a hellscape social
2: media is a hellscape at times but <laughs> if you found the right happiness for an outlet for you then we'll we'll keep it we'll keep it there cuz we don't want too much of it can can alter a headspace. So whatever whatever makes you happy. Love it.
1: Well, I, I am happy, so somebody's doing something, right?
0: <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, as far as Two Heels in a Face goes, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and also on YouTube. So you can check out this content uh, in a video format, not just a podcast and not just all of Charlie's thoughts on Twitter. <laughs> uh, you know, because he takes care of that stuff. So Charlie, I appreciate you, Jimmy D. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. And uh, this is Two Heels on a Face for you. Thank you for joining us.
1: All right. Thanks.